to the 28th episode of Sweet Tea and D&D. Woohoo! Woohoo! We made it to 28. On this, we almost, I almost said Hallow's Eve. It's not Hallow's Eve. It's close. It's close. So, uh, this is going to be a special episode dedicated to Halloween and all those ne'er-do-wells. All the spoopy times. All the spoopy. Uh, today we're going to talk about some homebrew monsters. There won't be much lore with those involved. We'll hopefully share with you the information of who created them, as well as uh, some cursed items and some magic items that are cursed to give to your party members. It's going to be a blast. I'm going to start it off with the Pumpkin King. This was created by Stone Strix, S-T-O-N-E-S-T-R-I-X, from uh, uh, Reddit's uh, Monster a Day. Uh, art credit by Phil Barry, if you're looking that up. Phil with two L's. Barry, like Chuck Barry. I'm just kidding. It's like Barry. Like Barry. the things you eat. Like berries you eat. I wouldn't know about that. See, upon first hearing Pumpkin King, my, my mind automatically goes to Jack Skellington. I'm just glad you didn't reference Zelda this time. Fuck you, man. <laughs> and first of all, they did. They had those little things... Um, that you had to use the hook shot and you took their head off and then their head grew legs and ran around. <laughs> That's terrifying. It was fun. So this motherfucker is a huge plant and he is unaligned because you know pumpkins have no feelings towards good and evil. I don't know if I believe that. I mean, depending what face you carve into them, I guess. <laughs> they have an armor class of 17, which is natural for their gordy defenses. Uh, they have hit points of 225. Oh, yeah. By the way, none of these monsters are going to be easy. This is for a high-level evil party. Not evil party. Halloween adventure. Yeah. Um, they have 10 D12. Or, sorry, 18 D12 plus 108. Christ. Uh, Christ has abandoned you if you're fighting this. Uh, it has a speed of 30. <laughs> it has a strength of plus 6. A dex of plus 0. A con of plus 6. An intelligence of minus 1. Because those gourds are hollow. And a wisdom of plus two and a charisma of plus zero. Uh, it has a saving throw of a plus 11 to strength. I don't think it's missing any of those. Or a plus 11 to con. And a plus seven to wisdom. So it's pretty pretty wise, I guess. Or at least with its proficiency bonuses. Now, we need to make the distinction that this is not just a pumpkin. This is a like a monstrosity. How big is huge? 10 huge, by 10? I think so. So it's at least... What, no, be? that's large is 10 by 10. So this is what? 20 or 15 by 15, I believe. So it's... Look it up in the book. I'm not a dictionary or a DM's guide. Liar. Um, <laughs> but it's huge. This isn't like you're just fighting. It's like the great pumpkin it's went a, a whole different way. bipedal pumpkin with a giant pumpkin on its head carved into be a scary creature. Look, and then it, it looks it like another like one. three or four of them. Like there's, there's one face that looks like... It's the actual face, and And it's dripping pumpkiny bits. And then there's like I'm gonna have to draw this jack o' lantern. Yeah, good luck. Uh, There's like a jack o' lantern, and then another one, and there's pumpkins all around. It looked like the whole pumpkin field like stood up. Yes, and I wonder who pissed it off to make it walk. Charlie Brown. Yes, Charlie Brown did it. It kind of looks like it's the size of that pumpkin that guy carved a boat into. You see that? No. He grew a pumpkin, hollowed it out, and used it as a boat. Like a kayak. No, no like that guy's name is James and it was a peach. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so this guy is resistant to cold fire and lightning because evil can't, or you can't kill evil. Uh, it's vulnerabilities. Those are slashing because it's a pumpkin. Uh, it's senses are dark vision up to 120 feet with a passive perception of 17. There's no hiding from this. It does have light. Surprisingly, in it. it speaks common and sylvan. So it must be of fey nature since it speaks sylvan. 
then. It's some it's not... fucked up fake experiment. <laughs> oh, you know it was. It Because it's a CR of 13, it has legend, legendary resistances three times per day. Is there a, a level limit on that? Not necessarily. Any, normally things above like 10 happen when oh. you're looking at monsters. Okay. Um, if the king falls, a, if, sorry, <laughs> if the king fails a saving throw, <laughs> it can choose to succeed because fuck you. That's why. It does get multi-attack, which is two slam attacks. And for slam, it has a plus 11 to hit with a reach of 10 feet. It hits one target for 17 or 2d10 plus 6 bludgeoning damage. Uh, as an action, it does two of those for its multi-attack. As an action, though, it can squash, <laughs> which is great because um, it's a squash. Uh, melee weapon attack plus 11 to hit, reach of 10 feet. One target, it does 15 2d8 plus 6 bludgeoning damage. The target must succeed on a DC sticking strength saving throw or be knocked prone. It can also gourd, which is a ranged weapon attack of plus 10, range of 60 to 240 feet. One target and hits 28 or 40, 10 plus 6 bludgeoning damage as you are beat the shit with a long range projectile gourd. I guess they're throwing a pumpkin at you, huh? They're throwing a pumpkin at you. Okay. It doesn't explicitly say it, so I just wanted to make sure. Uh, But I I, imagine that's what it is. I imagine it has like a bandolier of pumpkins on it. Well, you can see, like, hanging from it are smaller pumpkins. And I'm hoping it lives long enough to. And, like, probably because you can't see the back of this creature, I imagine behind it is probably more, more and it, like, reaches and throws it. Yes. And then as a recharge of five or six, it has seed spit. The king spits pumpkin seeds in a 60 foot cone. Shit. Each creature in that area must make a DC 19 dexterity 19. saving throw. Oh, you're fucked. Taking 45 or 10 D8, so a maximum of 80 piercing damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful. So you might have death by pumpkin seed. Yeah, you're, that would be the sad. What if you're allergic? Can you be allergic to pumpkin? I'm going to say yes. I'm assuming you can be allergic to almost everything. That's true. But it would especially suck to die by pumpkin seed. That would suck. This is like a one-off creature. I don't know how this would be kind of like lore-based in your actual setting. But hey, you do you. It's D&D. Make it, your, make it so. This motherfucker gets legendary actions. Three to be exact. Choosing or The king can take three legendary actions, which it chooses to do so um, one at a time uh, at the end of another creature's turn. The king regains spent legendary actions at the start of its turn. So it can do three of these or a combination of them every turn. So one, it does a squash attack, uh, makes a squash attack. That's a legendary action. So once a character, another player has moved, it can squash. Um, it has vine lash. It costs two actions, though, in a round. The king lashes out with entangling vines. Enemies uh, within 20 feet of the king must succeed a DC 19 dexterity saving throw, because fuck you again, or become restrained. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, restric- sorry, the restrained creature... Is restrained by vines with a DC <laughs> 19 strength check, freeing itself on a success. The vines can also be attacked and destroyed with an AC of 12 and hit points of 20. Vulnerability to slashing, same as the pumpkin. And then Yikes. the most probably fucked up one is called Trick or Treat with a cast action or cost action of three actions. So one turn, once per round, it does this again. Um, the king scatters up to three pumpkins, which fall in unoccupied spaces within 20 feet of the king. Each pumpkin then polymorphs into a kind of any creature, or into any kind of creature whose challenge rating is four or less, and acts as an ally of its king. The creature reverts to an ordinary pumpkin when destroyed. The king cannot control more than three polymorph pumpkins at a time. That opens up a lot of fucked up shenanigans. Oh wait, CR. 
Did you know that commoners are creature and have a CR less than four? Aw. So we could, like, bring your mom. <laughs> to fight your mom? It could. Like, what if it did? What if it made, like, a pumpkin? But, like, a other mother. <gasps> You've seen Coraline, haven't you? No. What the fucking shit? Okay. I'm so sorry. in there. <laughs> so sorry. Um, In it. Okay, do you know the premise of Coraline? Buttons for eyes. Okay, so her parents kind of get body snatched and they turn into other people. Okay. okay, and the dad is not a person. He's he. You actually find out he's like a pumpkin. Oh no! And was like made into a person. I like to see the. They're not pumpkins because they're just people in pumpkin costumes. But have you ever seen Over the Garden Wall? Yes. That if you have not watched it. Sit down and watch it. It's fucking amazing. It's great. It's a great show. It's got Elijah Wood. Um, a ton of great voice actors. The, the animation's really good, the too. The animation's good. It's really kind of good creepy, like if you were a fan of uh, Flapjack. Yes, but it's more like not goofy. It, it is goofy to some degree. I say I like saying Flapjack because they're made around the same time, and they kind of like they're funny and cute, but they're also a little messed up. Yeah. Um, but the music is amazing. Oh, they yeah. have opera singers as cast members. Um, who is the guy who played um, Doc in Back to the Future? Oh, I know who you're talking about. It's not John uh, Lithgow. Christopher Lloyd? Christopher Lloyd is one of the main voice actors in it, too. He just had a birthday, by the way, not too long ago. Happy, happy birthday, Christopher, Christopher Lloyd. Lloyd. He's you like know, listen, 86. Man, maybe he does. That'd, be, do- does. that'd be so I mean, dope. Or Instagram us, whatever works best for you. Man, call us. <laughs> <laughs> you have the power. You're a wealthy man. I'm just saying, Find our you're phone you're 86. Maybe you don't. You're not up to the jibe he of can't the. Can't be 86. He's freaking. He was old. in a movie recently, I think. Well, he's still Christopher Lloyd. He mm-hmm. is Christopher Lloyd. He's an actor. Okay, so that's freaking terrifying. It is I don't terrifying. understand. Okay, I'm trying to think of how you would have this. Maybe. Someone curses a pumpkin patch and summons this creature. Yeah, I can like, see it as like maybe a, a druid gone rogue. <laughs> I would have messed with it as like maybe like kids accidentally summoned this to their town because they were doing like a Halloween prank in a mausoleum or something in a graveyard and they accidentally tripped this defense mechanism or summoned it willingly thinking it was like Red Ram or Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, but they're like Pumpkin King, Pumpkin King. And then he comes and murders everyone. Did we see Goody Good in the forest dancing with the devil? She was dancing with the devil. And that's how we have the pumpkin king. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're reading uh, that in in school. That's the crucible, right? Yeah. You have different terms for those. Well, we do use crucibles too, but they're not to stone people. Not that that was to stone people either. What? Crucibles are ceramic dishes that you use to heat things. They have to refer oh, to yeah. science bits. science bits. Crucibles. Yeah. Those are fun. Are you ready? Uh, sure. Let's do this. <laughs> like how you're whispering. Um, so mine is the Grim Reaper. You know that guy. He likes to visit our players every now and then. Um, <laughs> he is a large fiend, categorized as a demon. Although I would not categorize the Grim Reaper as who a demon. Who would you say? Or who made him? Um. Oh yeah. Sorry, I am not being polite. Uh, this was designed by Paul. Weber or Weber? I'm sorry if I'm saying say your Weber. name wrong. I'll say Weber too, because Weber usually has two B's. Yes. Okay. And this is on Tumblr. I don't know what else I need to say. His Do Tumblr is dm-paul-weber. Yes. Tumblr.com. Dm-paul-weber. Um, and he has a ton of holiday-themed 
um, things like 70 pages, 70 page creation, add madness and depth to your campaign. So he has like cupids and he has Easter bunny and all. I think I actually used his Santa Claus last year. I'm not hundred percent sure, but he does have all those. Also this Grim Reaper who I would not label as a demon. I don't think the Grim Reaper is aligned, but he has him labeled as a demon and chaotic evil uh, with a natural armor class of 22 he has 366. I'm surprised he didn't say 666. He's not <laughs> Satan. He's the Grim Reaper. I mean, the devil doesn't kill you. The Grim Reaper does. Um, he has up to 25d10 plus 241. That's a lot. That's a lot of hit points. That's so many hit points. It has a speed of zero walking, but a fly speed of 50, and it hovers... As a strength of 17, a dex of 20, a con of 29. That's a plus 9. God damn. So, stomach of iron. Nothing's getting this guy down. Uh, intelligence of 15, a wisdom of 18. That's a plus 4. And a charisma of 10. Uh, saving throws are dex at a plus 7 and a con at a plus 16. God damn. So, if you're thinking messing with this person's constitution, just don't save your spell slot. Um Skills are perception plus 12, stealth plus 13, and deception plus 4. Damage immunities are necrotic, poison, and psychic. Condition immunities are quite more. It cannot be charmed, exhausted, frightened, grappled, paralyzed, petrified, poisoned, restrained. And it has dark vision up to 120 feet and a passive perception of 15. The languages it knows are infernal, abyssal, common, and undercommon. And a challenge rating of 23. You're fucked. I mean, this is this is obviously something that if you in, involved it in your campaign would probably be the final boss. Or a final boss. Because you would need a pretty high... You'd have to have a, a very high party to take this on. Oh, yeah. This is... this is You've pissed someone off. <laughs> you were someone. Probably a god. And they want you dead. Dead, 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 extra dead. D E D dead. D E D dead. I'm crunching on ice. I don't want to do that in the microphone. <laughs> ah, Fresca. Okay. Um, it has ethereal sight. The Reaper can see sixty feet into the ethereal plane when it is on the material plane, and vice versa. It has a misty shapeshifter. The Reaper can use its action to polymorph into a black mist or back into its true form, which is humanoid. Its statistics, other than its AC, are the same in each form. Any equipment it was wearing or carrying is also transformed. It reverts to its true form if it dies. While in mist form, the Reaper cannot attack and its armor class is 25. Slashing, piercing, and bludgeoning that isn't magical cannot hurt the Reaper while in mist form. It has shadow stealth, um, which is while in dim light or in darkness, the Reaper can take the hide action as a bonus action. Fuck. Um, <laughs> Eternal demise, a creature slain by the Reaper can't be brought back to life by magic, spells, wishes, or any other means. So you are dead, dead. Mm-hmm. This guy kills you. As you should be. <laughs> That's sort of what he does. Um, it has vengeful tracker. The Reaper knows the distance to and direction of any creature against which it seeks to kill, even if the creature and the Reaper are on different planes of existence. If the creature being attracted by the Reaper dies, the Reaper knows. Mm, mm, wow. Mm. <laughs> Damn. 
damn uh soul rejuvenation if the reaper kills a creature it gains hit points equal to the slain creature's maximum hit points fuck that damn like a barbarian if he kills the barbarian if he kills any okay if you have you're, you're already taking on a, a cr 23 character yeah. which means you're already a high level person so that's at least a couple a hundred couple on 200 or more probably regardless of who you are mm-hmm. so and he just Maybe gets that probably not but. he just he gets that if he kills you mm-hmm. and you can't come back fuck that so whew, this is if, <laughs> if your dm brings this out it's already too late um what did you do to what did off? you do um magic weapons reapers weapon attacks are considered magical it has legendary resistance three times per day if the reaper fails a saving throw fuck off it can choose to succeed um (laughs) as magic resistance the reaper has advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects and it has devil sight magical darkness does not impede the reaper's dark vision so Mm. god dang um who hurt you paul um, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding this is really monster. cool like definitely sweet monster i'm gonna horribly try and draw it don't judge me paul um it has some actions it has a horrifying visage each non-undead creature within 60 feet of the reaper that can see it must succeed on a dc 15 wisdom saving throw or be frightened for one minute a frightened target can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns with disadvantage God, if the Reaper is within the line of sight, ending the effect on itself on a success. If a target saving throw is successful or the effect ends for it, the target is immune to the Reaper's horrifying visage for the next 24 hours. Another thing it has is death touch. As you do. (laughs) As you do have when you're the Reaper. It is a melee spell attack with a plus five to hit and a reach of five feet for one creature. On a hit, the target takes 25, up to 3d12 plus 7 necrotic damage, and the Reaper gains hit points equal to the damage dealt. I don't think you're killing this thing. No, this is something that you've pissed off God and the DM. And God wants you dead. And Roxfall, you'd be better off with Roxfalling. It'd be a much... Probably less painful. Yes. Gosh, okay. Assuming you weren't like level 30 and just like trapped or 20 and trapped underneath all the rocks like, I'm a god, I cannot die. We're basically gods, right? Nope. Um. <laughs> Keyleth. Oh, it was Thank good time. That was great. It was beautiful. Uh, the final thing is Death Scythe. It's a melee weapon attack with a plus five to hit, a reach of 10 feet on one target. On a hit, it does 45 or 3d12 plus 27 slashing damage. If the target is a creature other than an undead or a construct, it must succeed on a DC 17 constitution saving throw or lose 25 up to 3d12 plus 7 hit points at the start of each of its turns. Each time the Reaper hits the wounded target with this attack, the damage dealt by the wound increases by 10. And then it says 2d10. Or, oh, 10... Or 2d10. Any creature can take an action to magically heal the wound, ending the effect until they are hit with the attack again. Oh, you're dead. You're, you're just dead. This is a... This seems like something that a single target would be attached to. Like, this thing is like, I have to claim the soul of someone. Like, I would stick this on a party. I would do this as, like, the deity in your game who controls death in it. Like if you're looking at like, I think it's 
uh, one of the pantheon is like the Raven Queen. I can't remember it's one off the top of my head. If she's the goddess of death and the rituals of death. If you were supposed to die and you've been revived over and over and over again, I would say she'd probably be like, mm, the Grim Reaper's coming for you. Especially if the party's high enough to keep reviving you over and over again. You're probably strong enough to try this, but this thing would probably come and be like, uh, the Raven Queen has sent me to claim your soul. Um, you belong in the afterlife. You've done good, but it's time. Kind of like a, you did, you did well, kid, but... You gotta go. This is the only way to get you. The to time stop. has come. Like you're a hero. You've earned your right to walk the fields of Elysium. And then I was like, oh. Well, I would think of it as, you know, especially at the end of something, if that was the case, you have to face this guy and you might beat him. And if you can take him on or you can accept your fate, that'd be my thing. I would give the players the option to be immortal after this. If they beat him? If they beat the Grim Reaper. One, if they're high enough level characters, I would say the Grim Reaper can no longer claim souls until he has time to regenerate in the whatever plane we're going to say he's from. And then, uh, so like for so long, however long he's taking to regenerate, you have nothing. No one is dying. Those who died from natural causes or stabbed just get back up and keep fighting. And wouldn't that fucking suck? There was a version of this that I saw that Unless you killed him in a certain plane, he would rejuvenate in 24 hours. Yeah, that's very similar to the Rakshasa. Yeah. If you don't kill it in the, I want to say the Abyss. I can't remember. It's either the Abyss or um, another plane that I can't remember the name of. There are so uh, many planes. There's a lot of planes. Uh, he would come back and murder your ass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Because with revenge and with friends. <laughs> uh, for my doodle, I did the pumpkin. That thing. is so cute. I'm going to have to eat a drink of Arizona tea. <laughs> so <laughs> good. Def- so I'm really bad at stems because they just look But like- it looks so cute. Well, really, lo- well, <laughs> I don't understand why he has like lifesavers on his feet. So <laughs> I know, you, I know they're off. pumpkins. They are but- <laughs> pumpkins. Yeah. Because in the image of the art, there are no feet for it. So I'm just oh, like, I'd assume true. it'd be kind of matching the claws on it. You should put little Nike swooshes in it. I wanted <laughs> to put the shittiest pumpkin feet ever. Imagine if something started to walk into you like... Okay, first of all, that's not crunching. But I like yours so much. It is so cute. I just think it's funny that one hand is like, I'm a hand that's going to cut you. And the other hand's like, this is my little hand. My strong hand. Considering how big this thing is, it's awfully far away. Yeah, it's kind of turned at an angle. Yeah, so it's far away. I feel like it would be just as um, imposing if it was that close. I do have a question. Is that fourth finger like a knife? What is that? That is... That is it, a finger that I drew poorly. It looks like a little knife. It looks like it may have Digital like pen. tried to carve a little jack-o'-lantern. But it's also so that's that's a finger here, yes. But the like little nubbins here, those are stems, right? So yeah, from pumpkins. I just I think I blackened the other ones and didn't blacken that one. That's so it okay. Look it looks right. to me it looks like a little bitty knife. It looks like he's like <laughs> Beware. threatening you with a like butter knife. <laughs> On his pinky. I wanna get you. But that's super cute. I love it. I, I don't want to drink in Arizona tea. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> sip it up. <laughs> sip, sip, sip. All right. You ready for the Grim Reaper? Well, yeah. I know what it looks like. 
Mine is super simple. It's simple, but it's like, a do- where does he not have another hand, or are you just like, okay, so like monking it? I may or may not have copied this from online. Like, I saw a picture, and I was like, that looks really simple, and I was like, and he didn't have um, a, you know, other hand, so. Oh, you wrote Happy Halloween on I just wrote Who Made It. We need to do that on yours, too. Just write Who Made It. Oh, I do. I need to add that. Since we don't have, like, an actual page number. True business. But yeah, they're super cute. Yours is much better. I I give you full props, sir. Thank you. <clears throat> He's vomiting pumpkin bits. Pumpkin bits. I couldn't figure out how to do like the eyes and stuff. But do you like my? Does it look so actual three dimensional? It does. Okay, good. It uh, really does. Good. It looks really good. He has no crotch. Well, I don't think that <laughs> this is a playable race in D and D Beyond. So, <laughs> so we don't need to know how they. Reproduce. We don't need to know how they reproduce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I need the uh, the reproductive behavior of the pumpkin king. Does he just sit shoot speeds shoot speeds? Does he just spit seeds? That's fucking hard to say today. Spit seeds. Spit seeds. Spit seeds. It's okay. You got this. I believe in you. Does he just spit seeds and like bam, you're pregnant? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he does have the skill. Spit. He seeds does. Spitting, so. Which. Goes in a cone. A cone of oh, danger. God. I wonder which mouth it comes out of. I'm going to say that one. Uh, the top one. It would be cool if like he inhaled with the top head and then the, the middle. The bottom head spat it out. Yes. Cannon. That's how it happens now. Well, because if this one is an actual jack lantern, it wouldn't have seeds. That's in the true. Top. It'd it would hollow. have it in the, the bottom one. It would have it in the middle. Good point. I think I just I don't like my stems. I think they look cool. It looks almost like natural armor. It looks like a shark fin. Like that Doesn't one in look, particular looks shark fin. I don't think it looks like a shark fin. I think it, I mm-hmm. could tell immediately that it was the top of a pumpkin. Oh, okay. It looks also like a weird fucked up basketball. But, but is, I enjoyed but it. But the lifesavers on, on his feet are what really They're bring it magical. Together. I thought about coloring it, but I'm not going to. I think this is as good as it's going to get. Guys, forgive us. Sometimes you get sketches and sometimes you get color. But the, uh, it's really cute. I can't wait for y'all to see it. So excited. So this is actually our third monster to vote on. And because I'm the only one that voted and I've only voted for Zach. <laughs> I'll vote for you and then none of us have to drink it. I mean, whatever works. I don't know. Um. <laughs> so you're going to find all three of these on our webpage or on our webpage, our Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Mm-hmm. You can judge on the top three or judge on your favorites. The one who has the most votes from each episode. Doesn't have to drink a sweet tea from Arizona. Sweet teas. <laughs> from <sucks>. Arizona. <laughs> from Arizona. Doesn't have to drink an Arizona sweet tea. We're going to drive to Arizona to get, to get a tea. Authentico. <laughs> Arizona sweet tea. Authentico. We'll go to Basha. <laughs> Bashes and see a haboob. I can't wait to see a haboob. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about some magic items. And we're actually going to split them because there's items. quite a few of them. It's one set. And the set comes with several parts. <laughs> yes, yes, they do. So the set we're speaking about today <laughs> is called something Seven Deadly Rings. What? Um, so the basis of these are based off the seven deadly sins, granting the user's powers in exchange for something more sinister. Furthermore, they can't be removed unless the curse is purified first. Uh, it looks like this is coming from Morth Seth's homebrew. More Seth is M O R S E T H, and it's more Seth's dot slash spellbook dot com or sorry, 
moreseths.spellbook.tumblr.com. And by slash, I mean hyphen. I think that's important when writing a URL. Okay. <laughs> so, pick a ring, any ring. Oh, I got to go with my OG, uh, the ring of sloth. <laughs> Um, the ring of sloth, which for anyone who doesn't know what sloth means, it's like a sloth. It is being slow, equated to lazy. Um, it's a magic item, cursed, obviously. The ring is a polished bronze. Whenever the user has a long rest, they gain 15 temporary hit points. The user is also much more lazy and has 10 feet less movement than their max. Which, that's shit if you're a heavy, fast mover. I'd probably say a caster wouldn't be too affected by that, but still. Mm, mm, mm. It'd be cool for a caster because they get the 15 temporary hit points. However, that not being able to run away thing would get super old. Mm-hmm. That would be very shit, very quick. So, I'm going to talk about... Um, let's, I'm going to do the Ring of Pride. The ring is platinum with success engraved on it in many languages. The ring allows the user to use their action to initiate a duel. This is a magic duel. Only the users and the target can interact with each other. Nobody outside can interfere with this duel. The duel only ends when one of the two combatants either dies or falls unconscious. I would love to know what makes it where only the other person can do it. I kind of like to imagine it as kind of a really weird rpg on like a video game rpg in some games when you hit somebody to duel it sets up an arena in game and just says so and so is dueling and then you just punch each other until somebody wins and so i kind of like to imagine it like even if you roll initiative to get into combat the game just like as you move to act something about the ring pauses the uh pauses the action of you like you're just pushed in your position you can't move and interact you can attack other things, but you feel compelled that once you attack this creature, you can't anymore. We wanted to mention something important about Cursed Item. This is coming straight from the DMG. Yep. Okay. So, Cursed Items in the Dungeon Master's Guide are on page 138 and 139, respectively. It's only a paragraph, so it's not going to be long. Um, cursed Items... Some magic items bear curses that bedevil their users, sometimes long after a user has stopped using an item. A item's description specifies whether the item is cursed. Most methods of identifying items, including the identify spell, fail to reveal such a curse. That's important. Although lore might hint at it, a curse should be a surprise to the item's user when the curse's effects are revealed. Attunement to a cursed item can't be ended voluntarily unless the curse is broken first, such as with the remove curse spell. And if that's not fucked up, I always thought identify identified curses, and I had no idea it didn't. Which some DMs play that differently. It's it's really up to you. So it's your turn to talk about another ring. Um, I'm gonna do the ring of gluttony. Woo! Woohoo! Um, it is a magic item. It is cursed. This ring is ornate dark iron with engraved images of goblets and dining utensils. This ring allows the user to regain one d six HP. Per every bite of food, which the user can eat as a bonus action, the user the the negative is the user always feels hungry, and if they are gone over twelve hours without food, they become feral and aggressive, stopping at nothing to get food. I would say probably cannibalism would be the next step. 
But I think 12 hours is too long. Personally, I would justify that. Just adjust it down smaller so that there's more of an impact. Like if you don't have, you have to wake up at night to eat because you're so gluttonous. You have, if you're getting 1d6 of HP every time you take a bite, like you're constantly healing when you're eating out of combat. Mm-hmm. So eating a snack for a short rest makes you pretty powerful. That I think this should have a little bit more of a negative effect. If you could eat like beef every jerky. four hours or something. Yeah. Every four hours if you don't get something or, but me as a DM would try something to stop you from eating. Oh, of course. Because it's my job. <laughs> um, I'm going to talk about the ring of greed. This ring is shiny and golden and engraved images of money and gemstones. Like all of them, they're cursed. The <laughs> ring allows the user to use their obsession with gold to their advantage. For every 5,000 of gold the user has, the damage roll gets an extra plus one. If the user refuses, but the negative is the user refuses to part with gold or anything expensive, refusing to spend it even when they're getting a better deal. So your gold holder becomes an asshole. Yes. <laughs> and you can't remove this ring without using a remove curse spell. Yeah. Or, and then the uh, ring becomes useless. Oh, it's the ring's still active after that. Oh, really? Yeah. The, removing the curse only removes it from you, the person wielding it, to get it off. The curse stays. Oh. You're removing the curse from the person, not the item. Gotcha. Um, next is which one do I want to do? I'm gonna do the ring of lust. Um, is a magic item. Of course, it's cursed. The ring is a metallic pink engraved with the symbols of gender interlocked, which would be, I think that's dumb. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> I think there are more than two genders, huh? Sue me. Um, whenever the user makes any charisma check against the sex they are attracted to, they gain a plus five bonus. When the user makes charisma checks against the sex they are not attracted to, they have a negative five to those checks. If the user is attracted to both, then the ring has no effect. I think it says sex, so it's, I'm assuming male or female. We can't identify. Let's just not get a gender stereotypes or anything on D&D. I'm going to talk about the Ring of Wrath. <laughs> the ring is red-tinted steel engraved with swords. The user can use the action to deal damage to everything in combat, including allies. It deals 3d6 psychic damage to all combatants. Wow. Yeah. Uh, one thing this doesn't do is it says everything in combat. It just is everything. It specifies no distance, so everything in combat is getting fucked by your wrathful rage. Hmm. So everything that has taken the initiative role. Yeah. Anything on initiative would be interacted in combat. Cool. That's, that's, wow. That's fucked up. And, I think you're yeah. Last one is the Ring of Envy. <laughs> Always, it's a magic item and it is cursed. The ring is rusty and dull. The ring takes advantage of the user's jealousy. For every CR the enemy is above your level, you do plus one damage. For example, if you're at level four and the enemy is level nine, you'll do plus five extra damage on all of your attacks. So what does that say for our dear Green Reaper? <laughs> <laughs> you're fucked. If I'm a level four and he's a level 23, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> do I get 115 plus to my, uh... no, no, no. I'm multiplying. I'm not doing basic math. That's one for get? every CR. 19. Not. 19 plus yeah. 19 to hit. Wow. Or to, wow. That's wow. Plus 19 extra damage. 
I just have to hit it first. That'd be hard because it's a tw- <laughs> and like it was 22 for the base AC. Wow. Anyway, the negative is the user also pities those weaker than themselves. If you are fighting an enemy with a CR lower than your level, you do negative damage. For example, if you're level five and the enemy is level two, you'll do negative three damage from your total. Which ring would you take out of all seven of these? Oh. Gosh. <coughs> it's hard to say. Mm, probably the ring of envy. I was thinking envy or gluttony. Mm. One I wish every bite. I wish I could have the positive of the ring of sloth, though, because I like to sleep. Oh, right. <laughs> and I think that'd be cool. You know what they don't mention on here is how much these cost and what their rarity is. Um, it doesn't. I think it's the, the homebrew doesn't always have to get super specific. About what would it. what would you put this at? Honestly, since they're cursed items, their cost kind of changes. Like, they'd be worth a lot when you're just told, this one gives you plus damage depending on the CR of what you're hitting. I feel like these are things that you don't buy. I think they're things you find. Yeah, you would definitely be given these. These are things that you would find, like, randomly in a shop if something comes by from some asshole salesman. Or you find them in, like, an um, a... Uh, dungeon that was abandoned or something like that these would not be available in stores unless you're just fucking with somebody really like you have a really expensive store or the shop owner is not a nice person yeah the shop owner could sell you the ring and just tell you like hey you get this stuff um i probably wouldn't so i would say these are probably worth quite a bit if you just sell them Especially if you tell them the bonuses of it. But you have to remember you can't identify it. They have to figure it out one way or another. And I think Ring of Gluttony for the first one, if you're starting to talk about like you feel hungry, the first time they realize they have to eat every few hours, that would do it. I would say the minimum you could do is however long that creature in particular needs to sleep. Yeah. They have to wake up and eat or or maybe plus or minus. An and hour. even over... You can even start with a high amount of time and then the reduce it. Yeah, the longer you yep. wear it, the shorter amount of times in between are. The cool thing about cursed items is that you can throw them in just about anywhere mm-hmm. to fuck with people. The bad thing is, is that if you're not careful, you can unintentionally kill your characters. Um, we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's you have to be careful. You just do. You have to be consistent and you have to be ready for the consequences of cursed items. Yes. So I used a cursed item once. It didn't go well. Essentially, the characters opened up a cursed box that cursed the entire party within range. And what happened was they received these markings of black like veins around their body. And if they moved 60 feet away from each other, that limb or whatever it was bound to would be severed. Ouch. Yeah. I told them what it was before because one of them, I think, cast Identify or Detect Magic. I think it was Identify on their arm, which I shouldn't have done uh, because that's the whole point of a curse. Uh, And what ended up happening is they had to complete the task set aside within the box before it would be removed. So what we did was we looked through and found some interesting cursed items that have been showing up in other people's games. 
Uh, we wanted to read a few of those to you. We'll see if we can keep track of who said what. But so first off, uh, I'm going to talk about the overpowered ring of lightning. The ring of lightning is posted on Tum, or excuse me, Reddit's D and D. How do you handle cursed items thread? It is an overpowered ring that does one quarter of your HP as damage to enemies that can chain indefinitely if the enemies were within five feet of each other and you successfully rolled for each chain. If you are within 20 feet of the last chain link, it hits you automatically for all damage dealt to the enemies, which is a lot. So the result of this, according to the poster, was Caster hit himself for 19 times his HP. We concluded that all that remained was a puff of smoke and the smell of burnt hair. That's gotta suck so much. And that was much. from Mr. Mikado282. Mr. Mikado, it sounded like that was probably a hoot and a half. because To watch your friend die that way? Yeah. Because I, I imagine the thrill of like casting a spell and being like, success, 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 yeah. success. success. And then, I'm oh like, no. Oh, no. <laughs> How close was I to that? <laughs> yeah. So I I imagine that that is very thrilling, but can turn so dark very fast. Definitely. All right. So which one would you like to talk about? Uh, that one. All right. So. All right. Who is that? This is from the what is the best cursed item you've ever received Reddit thread. I meant that. Uh Kiyohara, it's K-I-Y-O-H-A-R-A. This is the poster's name. Okay, well, yeah, I wanna, they posted it. And this is Rogue, that's all I know. <laughs> I don't know how this works. Okay, uh, it says, I, I wanted to make sure before I started reading. Read about this one in a L5R game, actually. It's called Armor of the Loyal Sun. One half of all the damage you receive is transmitted to your next of kin. The transfer damage is immediate. And then it has beneath it, eventually the armor stops working. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. So it just kind of, it, I love it because it's very simplistic It and it kind of gives you a lot of wiggle room within it. But holy cow, what an interesting item. Like, and like I said, and then as Zach pointed out, someone else said it too, is that this would be really cool for someone who's like way down the line to be, um, Nobility. nobility or become king or queen or whatever and they they don't even have to be there they could be all the way across the country and killing all of their relatives until they are next and looking like they're the hero because they're doing all these good deeds and killing all these things and oh i don't know how you're still alive well because <laughs> all my friends are dead because all my, my family's dead relatives so that's that's something you could have a lot of fun with as a DM. And, yes. But just imagine being like a player and not know. And like this is a cursed item. You just get, you find some armor. Yeah. And then tragically find out. That your family's dead. <laughs> oh, your family's dead. I would probably not give oh, this gal. to a character. <laughs> I think this would be a fun way to figure out like who your parents were. If you kill them. <laughs> yeah. Like... Let me explain. Okay, Bruce Wayne. The dark backstory <laughs> of a rogue who's like, I don't know who my parents are. I'm a loner. And out of nowhere, like there's the big story is 
these two people, because you had no siblings, drop dead out of nowhere. And they're like, oh, well, you have their eyes and his smile and his nose and her hair. These are your parents, you murderer. And just like, I think that'd be a shitty way to find out. But you wouldn't be the one killing them if you were a child. You wouldn't be the one killing them, but their death would be the result of you taking damage. Oh, if you're a child and just somehow have this armor? Oh, no, I'm saying like over you were you received this armor through some mission that you did, and it was just happened to be a magic item sitting around. And you put it on. You're like, wow, I take less damage this way. And then you find out a rant. We go back to your hometown where it's large enough that they might have dropped your ass off at an orphanage and you never knew who they were. And two, a family member who already had kids just died. And then their youngest son or daughter died recently or whatever. And it just seems that they're going from oldest to youngest. Some common whore and then some nobleman mysteriously die on the same day. And then it just goes by who's the next eldest. So like people are dying all across this one city because mom got around or dad got around. All of dad's bastard children. (laughs) Yeah, just start (laughs) dropping like flies. And then you get to claim the throne because you are the only one. And I'm just kidding. That's, I mean, it, there's a lot of possibilities with something like this. And I feel like it would make for really good gameplay. Also, it would be like a shitty 23andMe paternity test type oh, thing. Oh, God. <laughs> Cut me and see if Ma over there bleeds. Well, Surprise, 20, it's the mailman. 23 people die before we figured out what was It's 23 on. than me. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, uh, I'm on the very, I'm going to do the very spooky bat dagger. Okay. So this is coming from Damon Amari from the same Reddit post. It is a plus one dagger, and it does plus one damage in attack, but it adds an extra 1d4 necrotic damage. Each point, each point of necrotic damage is dealt was added to the tally. At 100, the demon, who's been stuck inside, has consumed enough to break free. Its first action upon winning initiative was to cast Dominate on the wielder. Another great item. Fun item. Senti- I wouldn't say it's sentient unless it actively tried, but I think that'd be a good way to be like, ooh, spoopy. This is one of those situations where, no, Identify is not going to tell you that this item is cursed. However, it is your responsibility as the DM to give your players a fighting chance. You have to drop hints. Yes. It's necrotic damage, so I would say... When you kill or stab a creature, there's some type of magical effect going on that's visual cues to say, oh, yeah, they're definitely doing something. Like, there's something odd. Like, strings of blood get sucked into the weapon. Knife, yeah. Like, you have to give something. You can't, like, like, like they say in the Dungeon Masters, like, lore will hint at it. It's up to your players to ask the drawing questions, but it's up to you to give them the breadcrumbs. Yes. Because if you don't warn them, like, I've seen somewhere like, oh, it's an instant kill item. And oh, because of this, you don't have to do that one if you don't want to. It's an instant kill item, but the DM gives them multiple warnings and the players don't listen. Yeah. Or if if you're a DM and you ask, are you sure you want to do that? Players, listen, they're warning you not to do something stupid. Don't do it. Don't take the bait. Unless you or just do want to die. and see what happens. And maybe see if you get a full, cool story out of it. Maybe you'll get a ring or bagpipes, which bagpipes of invisibility. <laughs> um, that's our final 
item, and I think they're just funny. Uh, they must be continuously played to maintain the invisibility effect. So, I think it's, I think it's funny. So, I, this would be something really cool to use against something that you know has poor hearing. Yeah, if something's deaf, that'd be great. I'm trying to think of anything we know offhand that's just a, a character that, or a creature that doesn't rely on sound. Um, I feel like we've done one, but I can't think of it offhand. I can't off the top of my head. Maybe either. an aboleth. I don't know. Aboleth. No, they can. They can hear. They can do everything. a lot of things. They don't have ears on them, but uh, they got ears. They're fine. Um, who is? Who did we see with the bagpipes at Renfest? Tartanic. Tartanic. They perform at the Texas Renaissance Festival. And you should totally check them up on Spotify. They're pretty banging. It's going to be added to my list of music. To it's play so, Andy. like, it, it's just kind of good hype music. Like, it's really good. Um, like, Scottish bagpipes, drum tribal, good rocking type vibe. So if you're into that, give them, give them a listen. Throw on Spotify. Yeah, it's great. I love Tartanic. I've been listening to it at work now. All right. Well. Uh, for those of you who are on YouTube, you've probably seen the Team Trees hashtag trending. Uh, it is support to plant 20 million trees by 2020. Uh, we're going to pitch in eventually when I get our page, when I get my paycheck. Absolutely. We should have pitched in by the time this episode is released if we're being adults. And so uh, the initiative at the time of recording has nearly reached 6 million trees. For every $1 you donate, there's one tree being planted. Hell yeah. From the Arbor Day Foundation, Mr. Beast, I think on YouTube, Mark Rober, and a lot of people on YouTube have band together for this. If you've been under a rock and haven't seen it, Jamie. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm not on YouTube all day. I actually work I at my job. Hey, <laughs> wow. Kidding. Wow. Both very respectable fields we're in. <laughs> Sad, depressed graduate student. Sad whale sounds. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our show. <laughs> this has been Sweet T and D&D. And if you're interested in finding more of our beautiful content, including our dungeon doodles, you can find them on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Sweet T and D&D, all one word. You can also check out our website, which has show notes, which sometimes have important details, like what the ch- episode description is, extra facts if I feel like including them, really bad puns, at swim- oh <laughs> Sweet T and D&D dot simplecast.com jamie would never know she doesn't read the show notes that's true i don't <laughs> i've written so many mean things about her there great no one else has told me either so <laughs> they don't exist yet <laughs> there I are no edit all the show notes to be mean thanks for listening as always bye, bye. <laughs>